Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Winsight Media's two food service brands, Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering menu, food, and drink for both brands. Today I'm chatting with Anshul Lambda, a master franchiser with Gong Cha, a bubble tea concept that originated in Taiwan and is quickly expanding across the U.S. Anshul is just a little over 30, but she already operates 69 locations of Gong Cha in states ranging from New York and Massachusetts to Texas. She became a bubble tea fan as a teenager when her family made weekly trips to an Asian community in Flushing, New York to score the now popular drinks. And a number of her franchisees are former customers and fans too. Listen as Anshel describes the differences between bubble tea, milk tea, slushes, and other variations of the 50 or so customizable drinks at Gung Cha, and how she sticks to the mission of brewing happiness as she continues to expand the concept. Welcome, Anshel. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Pat. Thank you for having me. So let's begin by you telling me a little bit about your journey to get to Gung Cha. Do you have a culinary background or more of a business background? Yeah, so I actually started as a Gongcha master franchisee in 2014. So it's been about seven years. Um, I started without any real background in food service, um, but I really did learn a lot throughout my way, building out my first few stores. Um, and uh, I was actually introduced to the brand by my father who traveled to Hong Kong for work and discovered Gongcha there. Um, He told me it was the best bubble tea he ever had. And for me, that was huge because my family grew up loving bubble tea. So we just ran with it. And what was your background in education and what did you study when you were in college? Yeah, so I studied international political economy with a minor in business. So the business background really does help me today. Um, and then after college, I actually worked at, um, as a, in sales at a fashion accessory brand for two years. Yes. So once Gongcha came into the picture, I gave in my two weeks notice and then traveled to Taiwan for the first time to do my training. And you said you grew up with bubble tea, but when did you actually discover it? I mean, and what did you learn in Taiwan about it that you didn't know before? Yeah, so I remember I was probably 13 or 14 when I had my first bubble tea. Um, we it, we lived probably, I grew up about 45 minutes from Flushing, Queens, which is a highly dense Asian neighborhood. Um, so at the time, there were probably a few, a handful of bubble tea stores. Um, and we uh, managed to just walk into one and ordered bubble tea, not really knowing what it was, but it seemed interesting to us. Um, and from that one drink, we, my whole family became hooked on bubble tea. So as a teenager, we would drive to Flushing mostly every weekend just to get bubble tea. Um, we were regulars where we had the manager's phone number <laughs> to place our orders ahead of time. So it was, it was definitely an obsession for us. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, there were a few mom and pop bubble tea places about 15 years ago when it first came to yeah. New York. But now it's like... You know, there are chains and there are bubble tea places all over the country. So it's yeah, I think even in Flushing now, there are probably more than 50 bubble tea concepts now compared to, like you said, 15 years ago where it was only a handful. Right. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, according to Grubhub, orders of bubble milk tea shot up 505% during the first half of 2021. So that's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's like the second fastest growing item that people got for delivery. So why do you think bubble tea is having this big surge in popularity now? Yeah, I really think bubble tea has been um, incredibly popular in Asia for decades. And it's um, demonstrated a lot of growth here in the US um, for several reasons. I think first and foremost, it's like the perfect pick me up with a nice balance of sweetness and caffeine. Um, it's also fun to personalize your drink. Uh, you can have different types of fruit flavors, toppings. We have our famous milk foam, which is a slightly salted cream that you can put on top of your drink. And then we have a number of toppings as well that range from coconut jelly, basil seeds, pudding, ayu jelly. Um, another reason I think why it's probably grown a lot is also through um, social media and also just being a social gathering. So you can go and grab bubble tea with your friends at any one of our stores. Um, one of our mottos is brewing happiness, which to me is what bubble tea is all about. So it really does bring our customers um, back into our stores a lot. Yeah, for sure. At Gangsha, you serve bubble tea and milk tea and other beverages. So what are the components of each and what are the differences? Yeah, so at Gangsha, we have six different categories for our drinks. That ranges from milk foam, which is what I stated before. It's our slightly salty cream topping. Um, we also have a milk tea series, which is a base of creamer, uh, your choice of tea and whatever toppings you would like. Um, and then we have our slush series, which is a combination of ice, milk, or fruit. Um, and then our creative mixes, which is um, has our fruit mixes, such as mango puree, strawberry puree, passion fruit, lychee, all that good stuff. We also have coffee and our tea latte series, which um, also has uh, fresh milk in it. And what are the um, tapioca pearls or Boba. I mean, can you describe them for people who don't yet? Know? Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah, tapioca, which is uh, what we call pearls at Gongcha, but more commonly known as bubbles or boba. That is the essence of what bubble tea is. Um, it's definitely the number one topping that customers order at our store. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will obviously associate bubble tea with the bubbles. That's what it is. Um, so it's a chewy texture. They're they're formed into little ball shapes. Um, they don't really taste like much. They are coated in brown sugar at Gongcha, um, but they just offer texture to a drink and they actually are really addicting uh, if you try it for the first time. And then you serve them with the very wide straws so you can slurp up the bubbles or the boba. Exactly. Yeah, so you can't use a regular size straw to drink the bubbles in bubble tea, uh, which is why bubble tea shops will have the wider straw to drink at. And I was really surprised that, you know, Grubhub said there were so many orders that were delivered and for takeout because it seems like, you know, a lot of people did get it for off-premise consumption. So how do you pack the teas for uh, takeout and delivery? Do you have certain packing materials? Yeah, so I think that's why probably it's also very popular in all of these delivery platforms that we have in our country. It's very easy as a takeaway drink. All of our bubble tea drinks are sealed with our cup sealer machine. So it's basically a plastic film that is um, added onto the cup 
through a little bit of heat from our sealing machine. So once you're served the gongsha bowl tea, you take your wider straw and you pop it into the cup sealer and you can enjoy it. But it's also easy for the delivery bikers and drivers to, to have, um, to take to customers ordering through those platforms. And it's very uh, sanitary, which is yes, yeah. <laughs> want right now. So what are some of your favorite teas and the most popular with customers that you serve at Gangcha? So my personal favorite is our milk foam green tea. That is our green tea with our slightly salty cream topping. Um, I get that milk foam green tea with pearls as my topping. Pearls, again, are the tapioca mm -hmm. bubbles that we have on the bottom. But we have over 50 drinks that are listed on our menu. And from those 50 drinks, you can have a lot of different customizations. That's through the ice level, the sugar level that you get in your drink, through the 10 different toppings that we have. So the combinations are really quite endless. Um, some of the most popular tea bases are definitely our green tea and our black tea. Um, Earl Grey and Oolong are also served at our store, but maybe not as popular as black and green tea. I think those are more commonly known here in the U.S. Um, and then other popular drinks that we have are our pearl milk tea, which is our black tea with milk and tapioca pearls. Our milk foam, dirty brown sugar milk tea is also very popular. Um, brown sugar in the bubble tea world is, is trending and it's been trending for a few years now, um, so it's a quite, it's a very popular drink for us. That's the one I had when I came to your shop, and it was yes. <laughs> so, are uh, some of the customers purchasing bubble and milk teas as a substitute for coffee in the morning, or is it more of a snack or another occasion drink? So, I would categorize bubble tea more of a, more as a refreshment or des dessert. Um, it really does offer a caffeine fix for a lot of our customers for after lunch in the middle of the day, if they're working, you know, they replace their second or third cup of coffee versus their coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. And do you have herbal combinations as well? Like ones made with herbal teas? We have um, hibiscus tea, which is caffeine free. Mm -hmm. And we have a number of other items on our menu that are caffeine free, but all of our tea bases um, are, are herbal tea bases. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do like limited time offers of specialties, like, you know, a seasonal item or something like that? Yes. So we definitely do seasonal items. And at times we have seasonal teas that we'll also use. Um, a few years ago, we did tea guan yin tea, which is quite uh, popular in, in Asian countries, but we used it here as part of our rose series. Um, so it was, it was popular in certain markets. And who is your core customer? Are they people of all different ages or, you know, mostly younger? Yeah, our core range is really from the age of 14 to 35. That's our, that's our main base, but it definitely does skew outside of that at times. Mm -hmm. So I guess those are the people watching on TikTok and Instagram and seeing all the, <laughs> the multi variations. Exactly, exactly. So you are sometimes referred to as a master franchiser of Gongcha. So tell me about your first location and when you opened it and how you've expanded to like 69 locations. That's pretty amazing. You seem really young. <laughs> 
Thank you. So I opened up my first store in 2014 and I actually opened it in Flushing, Queens. So I kind of went full circle um, because that's where I actually had my first bubble tea. Um, so it was definitely a moment for me to, to have our first store open in that neighborhood. Um, from there, I expanded to a few other corporate stores that I owned myself. And within that time, we decided to also uh, apply for our franchise agreement to be able to franchise Gongcha here in the states that we have that we're able to develop in. So a lot of my growth from 2014 has been through franchising. So I'm able to develop stores right now in New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Texas, and most recently in Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Wow. And so who are the franchisees that buy in? Are they also people who are really bubble tea fans or are people just coming to the concept because it's so popular now? Yeah, a lot of our franchisees started off as loyal customers. They would come to our stores and, and have our bubble tea and they really became in love with the model that we have in store. So a lot of our franchisees or organic franchisees that either know about Gongcha from their home country um, since it is an international bubble tea franchise, or they're familiar with it here now that we've developed a good standing in the U.S. And so what investment and equipment does a franchisee need to open a shop? Um, obviously, it's not as extensive as if you're opening like a burger franchise or a pizza franchise because you don't really cook anything. So is yeah. it less of an investment? Yeah, it's, I would definitely say it's, it's an easier investment. It's a simple model. Typically, the initial investment for franchisees range from about $170,000 to upwards of $350,000. It really depends on the type of store that is being built. Mm -hmm. um, we have a simple equipment list. It ranges from an ice machine, refrigerator, tea brewers, induction units, which we use to cook our tapioca pearls. Um, and then, uh, you know, the bar area to actually make each drink. Um, so it is, it's pretty simple, I would say, compared to a fast food chain or bubble tea chain, uh, sorry, burger chain. Mm -hmm. And so what is the machine that makes the frozen slushy drinks about? Yeah, so we, yeah we use actually a blender to make our slush drinks. Um, so what we will blend is a mixture of either ice, milk, fruit, um, and uh, sugar if needed. So it really depends on the drink, but we use our blender just to make our smoothies and then we'll add the toppings in as well. Okay. So have you had any supply chain challenges sourcing ingredients and some of them come from Asia? And they're, you know, we keep seeing all these like ship containers stalled at ports and that kind of thing. Like almost every business operating during the pandemic, we've encountered supply chain issues but we have a dedicated team in Taiwan that handles our logistics and makes it relatively manageable. Um, back in April, there was a bubble tea shortage uh, that became quite popular, I think, in the news. But fortunately, we were able to, um, we have a longstanding relationship with our vendors, so we were able to uh, ride through that. Does anyone in the U.S. make the, the boba or um, is it all, all coming from Asia? Mostly the bubbles that you get are coming from Asia. I believe there might be um, a few vendors that, that do it here in the U.S., but it's quite limited. 
Okay. And how about the straws? Do those are those made in the U.S. or they come from Asia too? For Gongcha, all of our materials, um, you know, the the plastic cups and the ingredients actually come from our corporate office in Taiwan. Oh, okay. So we did talk a little bit about social media and how popular bubble tea is on TikTok and Instagram. So when you first started out in 2014, that probably wasn't the case as much because TikTok is a relatively new platform. Um, but how much of a part did that they play in elevating, you know, America's consciousness about bubble tea? Yeah, I think TikTok, especially now, it's it's very important and it's pretty new for us that we've we've actually recently joined TikTok. So we're doing a lot of content about what is bubble tea and what drinks do we have because we know that's what our target audience wants to see. Mm -hmm. um, so it is very important for us. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, those were platforms that we used in 2014. So we are evolving as the times evolve. But definitely social media is, is very important. Um, you know, we'll post on our Instagram three, four times a week. We'll keep our customers and followers informed about new products, seasonal products, promotions that are going on or store openings. So a lot of our customers, I feel, do get news from our social media platform. And who does the social media? Do you do that yourself or do you have somebody that you hire to do it? Yeah, I have a, a hired uh, vendor that I use. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Sounds like you're busy enough without having <laughs> social media. Do you try and use um, like real people to promote it? Or, like on TikTok, I know that a lot of it is, you know, people making their own concoctions and that kind of thing. Yeah, so um, with our TikTok, I actually have an employee who's doing these videos and she'll be in store and she'll be able to make this content. And it really does. It is authentic because she knows our product. And, you know, you kind of get the behind the scenes look at uh, what goes on at a Gongsha bubble tea store. So when you opened in Texas, did you have to do more education there of the consumers? I know like it's pretty popular in the Northeast where there are more Asians living but mm -hmm. as you go to the Midwest, well, Texas is really not the Midwest, but mm -hmm. I mean, did you have to do a little more education than you did in the Northeast? Yeah, so when we started in Texas, a lot of the stores that opened up happened to be in Asian neighborhoods. Um, but from there, like similar to in New York, when we first opened, I opened in Flushing and expanded to different neighborhoods that were more diverse. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was kind of the same that happened in Texas as well. So the first few stores were in uh, the Houston area in Chinatown and then expanded outwards um, to the more American market, you would say. Right. And people knew what bubble tea was when you. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's good. So what's next for you and Gong Cha? Are you going into new markets? Are you thinking of going into like some non-traditional locations like colleges and airports or venues like that? Yeah, so we are currently at 69 locations and are on target to have about 80, hopefully open by the end of this year. So we are growing and we do have existing locations opened uh, at college campuses, in malls, uh, across the territories that I own. Um, airports, we would love to be in airports one day, but not currently. So maybe one day <laughs> I will be able to report on that. 
But our really our focus is developing in the states that I currently have to franchise in, um, and then the new territories which I have as well, which is Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and Rhode Island, which those states will actually see stores open by the end of this year or early next year. Hmm. Can you tell me which colleges you're at? I, I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, stores in Austin that are by the University of Texas campus. We have a Gongcha store by Rutgers. Um, and then we also have another store right by the Columbia University campus in New York. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And let's see, at the end of this month, we should have another location open right by the Fordham University campus in the Bronx. Hmm. So are you thinking of any new flavors or variations coming up in 2022? I know a lot of companies, you know, have a lot of products in the pipeline that they're thinking of launching like in the next six months. So I was just wondering if that's true of Gung Cha as well. Yes, we always have seasonal products that we do. So we like to introduce new flavors and items each season for our customers. Uh, for, for 2022, we have a new take on our strawberry series that we'll be launching. Um, we're really excited about that. Strawberry is a very popular flavor for us. So to have a new take on it, I think will be exciting to our customers. Um, and then this month for the territories that I have, we have our spooky brown sugar matcha, which is perfect for the Halloween season. Right. Um, and, and in my territory that I have, so it's a limited product, we will have the sesame series and also our oats series. So we have offer oat as a topping in our drink, which oh. is popular also for the winter and fall season. Um, you can have the drink either hot or cold, which is nice when the weather gets a little bit cooler to have a hot bubble tea. Yeah. So does the oat um, use oat milk too? Do you use any um, like non-dairy milks in some of your milk teas? So we have one of our drinks in the oat series is uh, oat tea latte. So it will be a fresh milk and then the oat topping. We don't use oat milk in it, um, but we do also have oat milk tea without the fresh milk that uses plant creamer powder. So that is dairy free. What yeah. are you most looking forward to in 2022 now that we're kind of on the other side of the pandemic and people have a more optimistic outlook? Are you both professionally and personally, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I think 2022, just coming out of the pandemic that we've had, it's, I think, lasted for longer than a lot of us expected. I think it's just new beginnings and continuing to grow the amount of stores that we have in the territory that I have. So for 2022, I think it's going to be an exciting year full of growth, really. Um, so we're excited. Thanks so much, Anshul. I really learned a lot about bubble tea and am now a bona fide fan. Please join us for another episode of Menu Feed as we explore more food and drink trends. The podcasts are now available to download on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts. Music